Welcome to the RV Navigator Podcast, your RV lifestyle digital home. Visit the RV Navigator homepage at rvnavigator.com. And now, here are your hosts, Ken and Martha, podcasting from their mobile RV studio that might be parked in a campground near you. Hello, this is Ken, your RV navigator. And Martha, the co-pilot. And we're talking to you today from our at-home studio on Thanksgiving Day because I am not on cooking duty today. So I can sit here and give thanks for all of our loyal listeners. But she is having the family dinner on Saturday because we couldn't schedule on Thanksgiving. As families get larger, they get more complicated. The RV navigator had to be done a bit early because of scheduling difficulties. Because Thanksgiving is so late this year, although I don't think the stores have really paid attention to that. I don't know about you, but there has been it started more Christmas. before Halloween. <laughs> started before Halloween and then some. Christmas comes early in the United States. Well, actually everywhere. But uh, we are here in December 2014. And we're really feeling the cold here in Metro oh, Chicago. Cold. Because we just spent two delightful weeks <laughs> in the Virgin Islands. Oh, that was fun. Attending the destination wedding of our niece. And when we got on the plane to come home, it was 88 degrees and humid. And we came home and it was in the single digits. And Quite your a listener, shock to the system. If you're thinking about doing a destination wedding, be sure that you check the weather forecast because the day before the destination wedding we (laughs) had six inches of rain in st john which is a lovely island that is two-thirds national park so if you can't get married on the beach there's nowhere else to get married (laughs) there are no big buildings there are no pavilions there's nothing on the beach because most of st john is a national park which means that everything is uh, national parkish and to get married on the beach is quite special, but you have to bring everything. There's no pavilions or uh, even bathrooms that are open, so <laughs> you have to plan ahead. Now, our niece had a nice wedding planner that she hired from a distance, and I'm not sure that she had actually been there, certainly not recently, and never met the wedding planner prior to the wedding. But we are happy to say that after a downpour of rain and drenching, oh, we got so wet that the wedding day actually turned out to be quite nice. I thought it was very brave of her yes. to plan Oof. a wedding from such a distance. When she first talked about a destination wedding, I was thinking about places like Las Vegas, yeah, which or Florida, are a little easier to get to. Yeah. Uh, well, and they have lots of infrastructure. But it all worked out just fine, and it was a beautiful. And she day. had fifty people. That's a lot of people to come to a destination wedding at the end of the civilization pipeline. It's because she has a rich family and rich friends. <laughs> well, anyway. So While we're talking about camping, we should add that you can yes, go camping right. on St. John because it is such a remote place. You can't even fly to St. John. You have to fly to St. Thomas and take a ferry to St. John. Uh, the campground is fairly, which I say, all-inclusive. Uh, there are tents that are on platforms, which seems like a good idea if it's going to rain six inches yeah. with any yeah, degree of regularity. Bay, yeah. Yeah, that's and we were sad to see that since the last time we were there, uh, that island has suffered 
some significant beach erosion. Yes. The campground beach had lost about 150 feet of yes, beach, beach water, sand. So um, the water's right up on the shore. So it probably is a combination of global warming, climate change, and Ooh. some extra enthusiastic winter storms that they've had lately. But driving on the left, uh, St. Thomas does offer some interesting challenges if you are driving, and I'm glad I wasn't driving the RV because they use American cars that they drive on the other side of the road. So it's very confusing. Fortunately, after two weeks of renting a car, we didn't have an accident. But uh, I had to be warned a few times about being on the wrong side of the road. Whereas in Britain, when we were there in Cornwall last month, uh, we drove about 1,500 miles in two weeks. Here we drove about 150 miles. (laughs) And I don't think we ever got over 40 or 45 miles an hour. There are no more than two-lane roads uh, and some one-lane roads, but there's no highways or anything to speak of, and the islands are only 15 miles long, so you really can't go too far too fast. And like Cornwall, many of the roads were very steep, very narrow, very winding, uh, so you were well prepared by the time you got there. Yes, we had a nice little Jeep to drive, and that (coughs) was uh, quite nice. The gas prices, well, you're probably pretty excited about the gas prices. In St. Thomas, it was four sixty-five a gallon. Remember, in Britain, it was uh, $8.70 a gallon for diesel. So we still have a ways to go to bring down the gas prices, but we are certainly enjoying it around here. Um, but the diesel prices haven't come down a lot. Bummer. But, yeah. So, well, I mean, they're uh, 3 dollars or so, which is okay, but not like the close to $2 a gallon that people are going to be paying for gas, which is unbelievable. So I'm sure we'll pay for this in the long run, but OPEC has been good to us at the, at the moment. However, we were very disappointed that we had no Verizon coverage while we were... Rant and rave is coming on! <laughs> Are you accusing me of ranting? <laughs> well, you well, So all of these IATMT people are running around getting LTE and data and they're using their phones to navigate with and their GPSs and we are paying $2 a minute $2 a minute for roaming phone calls. For voice. And for no vo- data. Oh, no data. No data. Because Verizon doesn't have any coverage in St. Thomas. So that's two places in the United States, obviously at opposite ends of the country, Alaska and the American Virgin Islands. This is the United States, as well as Puerto Rico, that doesn't have Verizon coverage. Now, what the heck is going on here? We got Verizon last year because it had coverage. Somebody out there, tell me what's going on. No one covers every place. But AT&T was better than Verizon? There. Well, in Alaska, too, everybody had AT&T. All right. Rant over. (laughs) I can just turn it on and off like that? Yep. (laughs) Because now you can talk about a cheery topic. Like you brought along your wireless hard drive with Wi-Fi. Oh, we had... That was cool because we did have decent Wi-Fi. And what is also very cool, uh, unlike in Britain, we could actually stream from home. The simple TV that we have... The box that you might want to buy somebody for Christmas. That's not my wife, but you as a listener to the RV Navigator. The simple TV is very cool. Picks up over-the-air signals and broadcasts them back over the Internet. 
Oh, and the new Genie Go, which is from DirecTV, which takes everything from your DirecTV box and sends it out over the Internet. And also very cool is that you can download it for taking with you. So we had some downloader programs, and then we were able to watch all of our programs off of uh, DirecTV directly uh, live, not live, we could stream them uh, from the <laughs> the box <laughs> here at home. I mean, that's way cool, and that's something new. That's a one-time purchase from DirecTV that you hook up to your internet connection, and you're ready to go. So uh, that is something to consider. For any and traveler. I, and we enjoyed it. It was nice to be able to watch the stuff that we recorded at home. Mm-hmm. And watch it at whenever we wanted to. And this also is going to allow me to hook up our the rear TV in our motorhome. Without wires. Without wires. So Yay. it's going to bring HDMI back to the TV. And I was in our new motorhome. <laughs> they have HDMI, but it doesn't go from the front TV to the back TV. So I was wondering how I was going to wire that puppy in. <laughs> but now I don't have to wire it in. I just bring along my Genie Go box and I can have it back a wireless connection back at the rear TV so we can watch everything from our direct TV box, our DVR, and watch it in the rear TV or at any of the TVs, really. So that'll be good. And it doesn't matter how much Internet we have? No, it's totally independent. What is interesting is you do see another Wi-Fi Hot, what looks like a hotspot. But that's coming from the wireless. Yeah, and you can't connect to it. Right. right. Other than the box connects up to it directly. So it has its own Wi-Fi system. And I don't know exactly how it works, but it does. So When we're done uh, with all of the holiday celebrations and the cold weather has done us in, yes. <clears throat> we are going to head to Florida this year. We have had some Surprise. challenges making reservations there, which and makes expensive. Florida one of my less favorite wintertime destinations. But we are going to be mostly on the Atlantic coast, which is an area we've spent less time on. Yeah. And one of the first things we'll be doing is going to the Tampa Super Show. So the Tampa Super Show. any of you are planning on going and yes, want to absolutely. rendezvous with yes, us, let us know. Uh, we are bringing along our friend Mike that we you heard, heard last, month. last month, and he will be bringing his new little motorhome on its maiden voyage with us. Pretty much. Um, but if you want to stop by and say hi, we'd love to connect with you while we're there. Yes, we will be there for the entire show from Wednesday through Sunday. So we are looking forward to a great Tampa Super Show. And with our fairly new motorhome, we're looking to make some upgrades and purchases and getting things uh, set so that it is in practically perfect. Practically perfect. We've had some wonderful listener email, as we do every month, and we want to thank our listener, Fred, who you can also find on our Google RV Navigator page. Yes, indeed. Uh, he has been working on his RV campground list by state, and he has a nice list of his favorites as he travels around the country. So if you want to get Fred's take on where to camp and what's good and what's not, you might want to look at that. And we also got an email from um, someone who has been taking Robin. advantage of the information we gave about our <laughs> folding Bicycles that we put in the back of our toad rather than putting them on a rack outside of the RV. And Robin has compromised and ordered a bike with 24-inch wheels and a step-through frame from Dayhan. 
Is uh, that do I have that I right? Say Dan. Supposedly pattered on the bikes of Amsterdam. Unfortunately, right after Robin placed the order, um, everything got stuck <laughs> by the um, longshoreman strike in Long Beach. I remember seeing that in the news. Hopefully, Santa will bring it by Christmas, if not before. And this bike has a very long, I looked at the pictures of it, it has a very long seat extender so that um, the 24-inch wheels are smallish. Ours are bigger. Our, ours look like regular bikes, and many people are surprised when they see us fold them up because they don't look like folding bikes. The price was about the same. I was surprised. Ours are Swiss Montague bikes. I c- would think that folding bikes are v- a big advantage because it keeps them out of the weather. You put them into the tote or the or the motorhome, and they just uh, stay in better shape, and they can't be stolen and that sort of stuff. So if you're thinking about a nice Christmas present, then you might want to think about these bikes, too. If you like somebody else. This lot. is kind of a precursor to the big RV Navigator Christmas gift list, which is coming up in case you didn't know. A little foreshadowing. A little foreshadowing that the focus of this show is going to be gifts. For our beers, for Christmas, yes, or otherwise, because it's at the beginning of December and you still have plenty of time to shop on Amazon Prime, which you get it in just two days anyway. <laughs> Before we get to that, though, we should also add that Robin um, reacted to the interview we had with yes. Mike about his shopping experiences yes. at the Winnebago dealer in Rockford, Illinois. And Rob Robin said that we really liked him too and had a great experience using looking at used rigs there. Um, he had to use Tiffin that I was quite keen on. Well, but it's we a Tiffin up- Fred, and Fred is front-engine <laughs> diesel. And a front-engine diesel is a is a different breed. It's more like a gas motor coach rather than a diesel, but it, <laughs> but it is diesel because it has the engine in the front. Um, so he says that they are, they kind of wander in his experience. Um, he, he didn't like the, the way the Fred drives, and I'm not sure if it was just the Fred or if it's tif- typical, but that's an interesting idea. I'm not sure they make too many Freds these days. I haven't seen too many, but we'll give you a full report when we get to the Tampa, Tampa Super, Super Show. Show. But he was he was quite keen on that, and uh, but didn't like it after he drove it. He drove the Numar Ventana with Comfort Drive and was much more pleased with. But he was very happy with the dealer in Rockford, Illinois. So we can once again recommend him to our Midwestern listeners. Yes, if you're in the area, we've never been there, but uh, as we said, we've had a couple of people who've had very good experiences there. Another listener report, and this starts off the gift list so get out your pen and pencil and start writing it down or if you're santa you might want to think about these uh eric says uh he ran across the form uh by the way i posted on the uh rv navigator google plus page a request for suggestions for our gift list and several of you posted very nice very nice suggestions and so i very much appreciate that and i've incorporated some of them but if you want to see the complete list just go over to the google plus page for the rv navigator and you will see the complete list several or if you have other ones you want to add please, oh, yes. please keep yeah going. it's plenty of time before christmas no problem there at all so we can add to this list uh, with maybe this list that we're going to give you is just a beginning two of the people there uh, were giving themselves RVs for Christmas. What I would like for Christmas is for someone to give my RV Uh, a new home. Okay, well, that's a different story. (laughs) These people were buying new RVs uh, and 
several people were suggesting what Eric is, is uh, suggesting here, and that is uh, a multi-port smart USB charger. It seems like a good idea. I think it could really help the charger clutter we all have with multiple USB chargers scattered all over the, uh, the RV. In fact, I ordered one of these yesterday. Prices are reasonable, and it would make a good stocking stuffer. And then he has a list of uh, several here. Let's have a little background here. It's very nice that we finally have kind of a universal battery charging system. USB has become pretty much standard, the tool that you use to charge things. It used to be that USB didn't have enough amperage to charge things, but then a new standard, USB 2, came along, and it included enough amperage to actually charge batteries uh, of larger devices. Like iPads. Like iPads. So you have the situation where some of the older devices will not charge iPads, and so you want to look for a charger that has at least 2.1 amps for each port so that it can charge larger devices. Are some faster than others? Well, that makes it faster, Uh and that will charge your iPhones and, and just your phones in general faster. So this is a a definite plus, and the one he has listed here has about six ports on it. I'm also going to recommend I bought a new little gizmo that you can just plug in to the wall. This one has a cord on it, and then so the device, the USB charger, actually hangs off this cord. I have one that that has four ports on it and that actually plugs into a socket. And then we had the ones that we've talked about before that you can actually replace the socket in the wall with a new one that has two standard socket plugs on it plus USB ports on it. With almost every device these days being charged with USB, this provides you with a universal charger. And he says he doesn't like them scattered all over the RV, but I think it's kind of nice to have them scattered around. I I agree with him. So he can we can plug them, but it's nice to have one in the bathroom and one in the bedroom and one near the. As computer. long as you remember what you plugged where. Well, that's obvious. But anyway, these are the, these days they're inexpensive and definitely the way to go. And depending on how your RV is configured and where the outlets are and how many gizmos yeah, you have you to can, plug in, you, you have buy, a lot of different choices. There are a lot of choices these days. So you're going to put those on the show notes, put, right? I will put those in the show notes, and of course you'll want to visit the show notes at rvnavigator.com as well as the Google Plus page, which is linked there. We, now we have 200 and how many? How many I don't remember. We have a lot of, a lot of listeners have People signed up. People join almost every day. <laughs> almost every day. Eric also mentions that he has only 36 days until retirement. Yay. So this is weighing on his mind. Do you enjoy retirement? I can't imagine that I ever worked. <laughs> It's been 10 years for us, and so it's hard to remember the days when we worked. We had great jobs, but uh, retirement is even better. When did I find the time? Because now we have plenty of time to do the RV Navigator on Thanksgiving Day. Well, when you're retired, one day is a lot like another. Okay. It gives you flexibility in your life. I like that very much. The main topic today is the Christmas gifts for RVers. A couple of suggestions, as I mentioned, from the Google Plus page. <laughs> a sewer wrench. Now, I never even thought about this. A sewer wrench is an interesting idea because sometimes you have a hard time getting the, the sewer top out of the connection in the ground. So he has a special wrench he uses to get it out. Of the ground? Well, they put they have a screw <coughs> cap that goes into the sewer connection. I thought it was referring to when you attach the sewer 
to your RV uh-uh. connection. No, this is to get that thing because it gets gets stiff in the ground. You want to go a look at this? problem I didn't know <laughs> I had. <laughs> Thank you, Bill, <laughs> for sending us that one. I, I don't have a sewer wrench, but, ooh, maybe I need Something one. Something you don't have. And there, I'm undoubtedly have it at the Tampa Super Show. Other gift suggestions. I think I'm going to start off with number one is... Da-da-da-da-da-da! A Amazon Prime. Oh. Because all of the other gifts can be bought with an Amazon Prime account. And certainly anybody who travels can appreciate the two-day delivery. The cool thing about Amazon Prime for travelers is is that they will deliver it to your campsite in two days. But they have upped the price. Yeah, I know. It's gone up $20. The Navigator was considering whether it was worth it or not. Didn't consider it for long. (laughs) (laughs) Because all the presents can be bought. Right now you get like a Netflix-like service. When you have decent video. internet, when you have decent internet, you get you get music now, and you're getting the two day shipping on all of your orders from Amazon. And Amazon is amazing because everything here, I'm giving you the Amazon link uh, on the web page so that you can order these things from Amazon. I didn't really. That's the place to buy, and you can buy them probably other places. But why not give the link? I can. I feel bad of, about kind of I patronizing Amazon. All think the time, of a time or two when I was looking for something, and I could tell who was the original seller of it as opposed uh-huh. to Amazon and they were selling it for a better deal than uh-huh. Amazon. So I, I would say Amazon is a wonderful service until it becomes a monopoly but you should also <laughs> pay attention to who originally made the product and look at them too. Yeah, but the Amazon when you just, just got one click you just click it and psh, it comes so in two days. So I click four times. That's a lot of work. <laughs> I'm, okay. a big, I'm a big one clicker. One clicker, yep. I don't know. It, it kind of draws you in. I mean, it's, it it's really addictive. The the Christmas tree light on my Christmas tree didn't work when I was setting up the tree the, yesterday. The, the, the topper. We went on Amazon, and there were like 147 different choices. And, you know, otherwise we would have gone to Target or, you know, a store. We would have gotten in the car and But we just said, what the hell? Let, uh, we just said, and what the heck? So Let's many just choices. go. Just go on that. Amazon and I just choose. Yeah, we're not going to like know. when they're a monopoly, feel, and there are no other I stores. I feel bad about that. But yes. So, listeners, yes. do you feel bad about using Amazon all the time? Maybe exclusively. Maybe. Well, not exclusively, but certainly we... Predominantly? Yeah. Well, for mail-order stuff. Uh, weather radio. You know, <laughs> so many times you are someplace and the weather turns bad. And we just had our friend who had a tree drop on their motorhome. Mm-hmm. Gary, mm-hmm. although they were not actually RVing at the moment, that can happen to you in the RV, and you know you don't know about the weather. So this is a hand crank, solar crank, uh, weather radio that uh, does it know where you are? Because I that's what I would like. Well, a I'm, lot of times gonna, when you're in a news area where you don't know what well, county okay. you're in, they do an announcement and say thunderstorms she is are coming. Providing the perfect introduction to for, another gift. Well, I'm, I'm paging down here in the notes. No, not another gift. Another service? This was another suggestion. Uh-huh. But, okay, so this is called the Where Am I app. And this app, have you ever asked someone to write down a local phone number and later notice that they didn't include the area code? Or how about watching a weather alert that tells you about a tornado warning in XXXYY country? County. If, 
county. If you travel all the time like we do, you have no idea what county you're in or what the area code is or what the zip code is, and now you do. That's a good idea. Yeah, now you do. All you need to do is tap the icon for the app called Where Am I? And all the information uh, in this screenshot that's that's, uh, on the website here will be displayed. It includes the city, the zip code, the county, the state, United States, the the phone prefixes, the sunset and the sunrise, as well as a picture. Cool. So that's a very cool app mm-hmm. that helps you with that information because we have often had that mm-hmm. issue. You just don't know where you are at the moment. And so uh, the problem is... You need to have good phone service. No. Well, <laughs> well we can't guarantee that. No, you need to have... I'm sorry to say... What? It's Android only. Oh, no. <laughs> So I, it's a good idea, but I can't have it. It's a very good idea, but you can't have it. All right. But for those of you who use Android, here's the place to get your uh, your information. Okay, so back to the official list. The weather radio. The weather radio. So using the weather radio along with where am I is, is probably a good idea. So it has a flashlight, a smartphone charger, a weather alert, because that would be another problem you know, in a bad situation where you lose power and you can't charge your phone and stuff. Of course, in your RV, you're going to have your batteries. But anyway. Or a generator. So uh, I have one recommended here, but uh, anyone will be fine. You need one of these radios, I think. Number three out of 15. I've really been working hard. Here. Yes, you have. Oh, several people suggested Bluetooth speakers, which is, to me, a very nice idea. We use a Bluetooth speaker with our movies sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you can take it outside, hook up your phone to the speaker and play music. Don't need a boombox anymore because uh, everybody makes Bluetooth speakers. And I'm going to include right along with that a hands-free set for your RV radio, something I just bought. This will be very nice. We'll be testing this in the very near future. Wouldn't you like to be able to play in the RV Navigator podcast through the radio on your motorhome? She's looking puzzled and perplexed. I thought we already were doing that. How? With a wire. No. Oh. We've never had a wire. Oh. So before this, we've had the XM radio thing. Oh, and you put the podcasts on that. Yes. That's what you do. But now we have to rely on our phones. So I bought a Bluetooth connection for our... our, our so it'll make my phone into a little radio station? No. Oh. Your phone already has Bluetooth. Yeah. But this provides a Bluetooth receiver for the radio. So then you need another speaker. Besides the speakers that are in the RV Listeners, do you understand what I'm saying? No. (laughs) My wife obviously doesn't. Okay, so you plug this into your radio in the motorhome. With a wire. With a wire. Okay. Has an aux input. What's it? The speaker? This device. A device. This is a little puck of a device. Okay. It is a little receiver. Then you connect up to that little device, which stays connected to your radio. You hook up your phone with Bluetooth. Bluetooth. So you can take your phone and move any place in the coach that you that want That I to. understand. I do that all the time. Okay. And if your phone rings... It you can comes, answer the phone through the speaker? It comes through the speaker because it has a microphone in the little puck device. Well, how does the signal get into the speaker? <laughs> I go through this all the time. Okay, so... So do I. He's always laughing at me. I'm asking sincere questions. I understand that, and I'm trying to answer them sincerely, but I've, answered, but I've, but I've answered it three or four times already. Okay, you hook up this Bluetooth the device into the, to the car stereo. Uh-huh. 
the car stereo has speakers. So the puck puts the sound into the speakers? Right. Okay. You could have just said that. It was implicit. Why would you plug it into the car stereo? I have no idea. <laughs> so that you get the sound out of the speakers. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Technology is tough. It is. We are going to now recommend a website called Photo Jojo because they have all sorts of cool little gizmos and gadgets for your phones and iPads. For instance, are you looking for a wide-angle lens for your cell phone? No, I just take panoramas. <laughs> Uh, Okay. You might want to go visit this website. They have too many things for me to talk about them all, but they have a lot of very cool techie little gizmos and gadgets, including including, uh, frivolous things like coffee cups that look like lenses. Oh, you have one of those. I know. And where did it come from? Me. (laughs) Where did you get it? Bits and pieces. No, you got it from Photo Jojo. No. So I'm recommending the whole site because they have a lot of cool, inexpensive things. So if you buy all these camera accessories for your iPhone or your cell phone. Here we go again. Then where are you going to put them all? In your pocket. My pocket's already full of me. Then you carry a little bag. Oh. Put them in the case. I don't know if I like that. Okay. Well, the thing about them is is that the ones that I bought are, are magnetic so that they fit on your phone magnetically they make your phone a more versatile camera yes and they have so maybe you don't feel like you have to carry another camera correct that would be good and i we i think we were kind of surprised at this wedding how many people only had their phone as a camera yeah i don't really see i would like to see their pictures next item number five scotty vest and, You're a big fan. And you are, too. And they make them for women, too. I'm not that big of a fan. Another website. You're not. <laughs> no. You don't like pockets? The cool thing about Scotty Vests. I'm already fat enough, and then I put this layer no, of technology cool, no, all over my body. That's the cool part about this, is that the Scotty Vest does not look like a photographer's vest with pockets all over it, because the pockets are on the inside. So when you put it on... Nevertheless, the bulk is still there. No. So when I go through the airport now, I put my iPad, my phone, my watch, my belt, everything in my Scotty vest, <clears throat> and then put the Scotty vest on the belt, and it goes through. <coughs> but when I put it back on, you can't tell that I have all this stuff on me. And these days, more importantly, they don't weigh it they when they're weigh. critical about how much right. everything weighs. So there are Scotty vests in a variety of different kinds. They have thin ones. They have jacket ones. They have vest all ones. All weather. All weather. Weights. Women's, men's, shirts, Scotty vest. How about... Number six, Robo Reel Power Cord Reel. So that you have this heavy cord. It's a problem. And this one doesn't handle, I'm sorry, the 50 amp kind, because then you have to spend $700 in order to get, in order to get, no, I real, no, this is, this one is kind of portable. You can take it out and, and it automatically reels Reels in, in. but a standard 20 amp Uh Uh cord. That's good. Yeah, but it automatically reels it in, which is kind of nice. Tangled up and. Well, and this gives it a nice way to store it inside Uh your RV and that sort of stuff. And it's, it should be neat. The next one, number seven, is the road food book. To eat road food? Coast to Coast Guide to 900 of the best mm, mm, barbecue joints, lobster shacks, ice cream parlors, highway diners, and much, much more. Now in its ninth edition. I could see me wanting that one. Does it come on a Kindle or? I didn't say so. This was the, the link you I have, have is to for buy the actual a book. And where do you buy it? At Amazon. <laughs> oh, really? The Roku streaming TV device. You talked about that already. 
I took no, not, not on the air. I didn't. Well, so the Roku, uh, we have a, both an Apple TV and a Roku. The Roku is nice because it's very small, plugs into the back of your TV, and it just needs a USB for power. So requires no subscriptions, has a lot of channels, and this is the way you can watch Netflix and things on your TV if you have enough power to stream. It is Wi-Fi, of course, as all of these streaming devices are, but for $39, it's pretty much of a no-brainer. Here at Christmas time, I noticed that uh, several of the of the area big box stores are having them on sale. Mm. It's half the price of the Apple TV, mm-hmm. and it's much smaller because it plugs into the back of the TV into an HDMI port it's pretty much invisible. So it doesn't, no clutter. No clutter. No wires. And does my, my wife like that? Very much. Very much. So I'm under the no clutter rules at the moment. Number nine, I couldn't resist. You've talked about quadcopters I know, but I, have, but I have to suggest it as a Christmas present. Yeah, you've had a lot of fun with I've it. I've had a lot of fun with it. And I'm suggesting quadcopters, but I'm kind of making that uh, generic because I have one that costs only $40 which is cool for flying around inside the RV. Scaring your cat. But you get a, a nice one that flies inside the RV. With Why the, would you want to fly inside Because the RV? it's fun. All right. It's just kind of fun. And then, of course, my DJI, which I fly outdoors with the camera and all that sort of stuff on it. And that one's fairly expensive. And, of course, DJI just came out with a brand new one, which is only $3,800. <gasps> But it's very cool. I'm sure. But then there's my model, which is the Vision 2, which... What's that one do that yours doesn't? Well, it has a much more high-definition camera, uh-huh. much more... Sophisticated Sophisticated camera. camera, and it has articulating arms and things. I'm not sure I would want that one, but mine does fine. You can buy them in all sorts of different categories. Be sure you buy one that has Wi-Fi 2.4 gigahertz controller, not an infrared. That's the only caveat. They're fun, and you can have races and do acrobatics and stuff. And scare the cat. Scare the cat, right. We, of course, would recommend that you have an, a GPS that's specifically oriented to RVs. RVs, And the Ram McNally makes a very nice one, the 7730, which we talked about before. And they also make a good SAM version. Because I am a Luddite and, <laughs> and a slow adopter of new technology things for a long time. You? I've been running the Garmin GPS while Ken's been running the RAND. And more recently, I've been running my own RAND with the Garmin and just kind of comparing. Uh, sometimes it consternates me because the two do not agree on the route uh-huh. ahead and I have to make a decision. But overall, I think it's a good idea to have a GPS that is dedicated to RV size vehicles uh-huh. and the kind of routes that are appropriate for them. It's very good to know. I know some some people who still print out um, MapQuest from their computers, yeah, yeah. and it's just not good enough. Well, it's not flexible enough, and if you may not want to make some changes in your route or if you decide you want to go to a different campground or whatever, Ray McNally is nice because it has all the campgrounds in it, and you just press the button, and it has it's the all there. It has it all built in there. But you can do some of this on your phone, but you got to have cell you know, data service, so that's often a problem. A limitation. Right. And Ray McNally is the number one... GPS for truckers, and that's a very specialized market, but it's very close to the market, uh, the RV market, in terms of their needs. And so I feel comfortable using RAND because they are focused on large vehicles. And over the years, they've added more and more useful features. For RVers, yeah. yeah. These have become very specialized, right? <laughs> the next one is, is kind of a surprise called the doohickey. I love the name. I love the name. I carry around with me a box cutter at all times. 
And people every so often think that you are a terrorist. <laughs> I had to confiscate it on my last trip. Can you believe that? Happens, a box cutter happens, with a just a straight edge razor in it. I mean, it's not a big thing. So it just often. slips in my pocket. This is a doohickey, and it incorporates a box cutter, bottle opener, wrench, ruler, flathead screwdriver, and attached to a keychain. So, so this it's is kind of a, like very, a Swiss Army knife. No, it's not like a Swiss Army knife. When you look at the picture, it's actually very flat. Uh-huh. It's, it's actually so kind lumpy, of a unique. So lumpy. Yeah, I don't know how much it costs, but it, this may replace it. This is actually a better, might be a better device to carry around. But See, when they confiscate it from you, I'll lose the whole thing. Box cutters are easy to replace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it says it's from Ace Hardware. Number twelve. We don't want to forget our hit lights. You're still a fan. I'm still a fan. And boy, am I going to have fun this winter. Adding more to our new motorhome. Adding all the hit lights to our new motorhome. But uh, even in lieu of using hit lights, uh, it's time to replace your standard bulbs with LEDs. And LEDs uh, now come in a wide variety of different bases and styles and things so that you can replace almost any bulb in your RV with an LED. The price is coming down? Dramatically, Mm -hmm. dramatically. And I want you to watch a YouTube that shows you the huge power savings that you get with an LED by replacing your bulbs with LED. And this is staggering because this video done by uh, one of the RV testing sites, they took a standard trailer... They turned on all of the lights, the standard uh, incandescent lights. Whatever it came with. Whatever it came with. Turn them all on, and the trailer drew 29 amps of battery power. Wow. Yeah. Then you can't cook. No, 29 DC amps. Oh. Then they went into the to the trailer, and they replaced all the bulbs with Swapped LEDs. Swapped them out. Turned them all on again, and then they measured the amp usage. Would you like to take a guess at what it was? I have no idea. Five. Wow. The bottom line is is that they saved six, well, five into 30 is six. So they saved a lot of power. Not just half. I mean, not just 50%, but I mean, it's not even even 75%. More than 75% of the power was saved. And that will make your batteries last a lot Mm -hmm. longer. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's a good so go to the video, look at it, ecological and then, thing to and do. And then also. when you go to the Tampa Super Show, you can buy your LEDs. Those are on the list too. We have quite a few LEDs, yeah. surprisingly enough. And when I get the hit lights in, we won't need. Okay. I've already bought the hit lights, so and everybody remembers that the hit lights are the adhesive-backed LED strips. Come on a tape that comes that are super cheap, and super bright. You can cut them, cut them to fit any you area. You just have more fun with them. It's just unbelievable. A book, another book, book. Off the Beaten Path spotlights over a 1,000 of the United States' most overlooked must-see destinations in a state-by-state format. This would be kind of a cool book because we often travel and wonder what we should see, and Off the Beaten Track tells you of uh, attractions that you might otherwise miss. And certainly for people who have adopted our approach to RVing, which is to go to one place and linger for a while, um, then it puts you on to places that you haven't heard about. Yes, I would agree. So that might be a fun book to to give a try. Number 14, Rescue Tape. Now, this is special tape that sticks to itself and will fix almost anything. So it's not duct tape. Not duct tape. But it will fix things like radiator hoses and other things that might be damaged that uh, need a, a quick repair until you can get it permanently fixed. Good idea. Good idea. It comes in a variety of colors even. I'm not sure why you would need a variety of colors, but it does. And, of course, you can get it on Amazon. And number 15, last but not least, is a kilowatt energy use monitor. This you plug in your device, like your refrigerator or your 
induction heater or whatever you have your, and tells you how many amps it's using and, and how much power it takes. Are you impressed with this list? Is it too heavily technology? Well, that's you. Well, you could add to it. Yeah, I could. And you, out of the 15 things, which are the ones that you would like to have? Let me go back and look at it. Off the beaten track? Yeah, that could be good. And I would certainly want a rand if I didn't already have one. Yeah, but you, yeah, but you have this already, so. Yeah, that, that's the problem. You've kept me so well equipped already. I see. All right, we want to talk about five surprising things no one tells you about RV living. Uh, this is a blog post written by a uh, younger-than-we-are full-timer who lives in a trailer. She comments about some things that she that surprised her as she moved into the full-time lifestyle. Uh, one thing she discovered was that she didn't need to throw away all of her glassware because she found that it held up pretty well in her rig. I would say that is not necessarily <laughs> true, judging from my experience. She hasn't driven in some of the places we have. A lot depends on how your rig is laid out and where you can put them. If you mm-hmm. can put them in a drawer, maybe, where they wouldn't... Well, and if the stuff is in the center, fall out between of the tires. We had kind of a crash... You hit a curb. The door flew a open. Bunch, a bunch of Corian. Yeah. 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 So, I, so it depends where your cookware is. Uh, another thing that she commented on is that she was surprised how well she could cook in her RV. And I would say that that's pretty much a function of how much you like to cook and whether you like to spend and time if you have the cooking. Space. Um, that she found her oven and her rig quite adequate. And I would say, yeah. To me, the big limitation on, on cooking... For me as a part-timer is that my kitchen at home is far better equipped with condiments and ingredients, Mm. and my freezer has all sorts of choices in it, so I don't have to plan ahead. I guess that's the big difference for me. Um, In an RV, if I'm going to cook a meal that has a lot of ingredients, I have to put them all on the shopping list and make sure I buy them all and that they're there. She was also surprised to find that she could bring her houseplants with her, um, which I could see doing this. When she is driving, she puts them all in a safe place, probably in a dark corner somewhere, but once you get somewhere you can put them on the dashboard or in the window and the plants will grow there quite happily and you can have the plants you have at home, bring them along with you in your RV. She was also surprised how fond they have become of the toilet facilities inside their rig because when they first started camping she figured she'd be going to the campground John more than the one that was within her trailer and certainly I would agree with that especially when you're in any kind of weather it's a lot more convenient to use the facilities that you have close at hand so to say. And the last one is unbelievable to me. Well I I can understand where she's coming from. I, I will never forget the time we took our Montana trailer to a Montana rally and I went into other people's Montanas and they all look just the same as mine. And if you you... want to personalize your rig and have it reflect your own taste, your own values, your own decor, she is saying that she went ahead and painted hers and redecorated it. So if that's something that's important to you, you can personalize a rig. You don't have to have it the way it came from the factory. I knew, this is a quote, I knew from the beginning when we remodeled our fifth wheel, I wanted to feel like home. For us, that meant painting over every single surface and putting in furnishings found in a traditional house. Don't let your space on wheels intimidate you. Be bold and put your mark on it. Anytime someone tells us our fifth wheel doesn't look like an RV, we take that as a huge compliment. But she took the closet in the back and turned it into drawers Drawers. with lights. Mm -hmm. 
Not hit lights. That's our taste. And then they put I, I black like, and white square tile in, in the, bathroom. the bathroom. I like that she's saying that you don't have to feel bound the to how the painting over every it. surface in your RV. Give me a break. Hey, well, you don't value ours. That. Is ours is decorated nicer than we could possibly decorate it ourselves? That's because we have no taste. Oh. Thanks. But she does. Okay. Well, it's sort of thinking outside the box. I like that. question we get a lot from people is how much does it cost to live in an RV? Uh, Or to do the RVing lifestyle. That's a very hard question to answer because people have so many different things they think they need or things they want. Um, People come into RVing with so many different budgets. This article has a nice list of topics that you should consider when you're working out a budget for yourself. And one that they mentioned that kind of astonished me is uh, they were finding that they were spending about $50 a month on laundromat fees, which is something that you don't think about when you live in your house and you have a washing machine with you. And certainly, um, I've stayed in campgrounds where they charge you like a dollar to do the wash, but if you go to a commercial establishment, I can easily imagine that you would spend that much. Well, and that makes having a a washer-dryer in your RV more costly effective over the long haul i mean ours costs let's say a thousand dollars you know at she says between 40 and 60 dollars a month for laundry it could add up it could easily Mm -hmm. i'm surprised in three or four years you paid for the Mm -hmm. and of course the convenience of having it in your motorhome is really a a big plus another one that surprises me is food they spend 400 a month on groceries and 250 on meals out Mm-hmm. which to me is rather high. But anyway, the other thing they do, she has on this list here, is a large list of links for you to look at. So you can get some idea of the range of prices and the range of budgets that people have for their RV. So these are websites a, where other people have tackled this problem. Yes, and I don't think we're the appropriate ones. We're glad to share with you, but our experiences are probably not typical. Take a look at this website, and you can find, of course, the link for that on our website, on the notes for this website. And today, the final link is for the pedal away from it all with an ultralight camper trailer attached to your bicycle now <laughs> you can ask santa for that can you sleep in there it's not even remotely on my list welcome <laughs> to the wide path camper we build and sell small campers which can be pulled by a bicycle the bicycle camper is very light and makes it easy to bring along. The Wide Path, and that's the brand name, camper could help pre- reshape the, f- the future of camping. I don't think so. It weighs just 40 kilos, 88 pounds, unloaded, and the Wide Path extends far enough to make space for two face-to-face sofas and a pull-down table. Wow. All within a shell that's far warmer and more weatherproof than the average tent. The sofas flatten at night to form a double bed large enough to sleep two people. If you want to make the whole package greener still, Wide Path comes with an optional solar cell for charging devices. Wow. And there is a picture, which I assume you've seen. And it shows you with a 88-pound weight on the back of your bike. Well, I'm thinking about that bike ride they do every year across Iowa from one end of the pounds. to the other. Well, I would only want to do it on a flat. I wouldn't want to do it at all. Like Iowa. <laughs> well, I think it's not going to transform camping, <laughs> but it may be for some people if you've got 
Well, if you're very physically fit and you have... And not a geezer. And not a geezer, right. So, folks, we are once again going to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Uh, We will see you uh, probably on the first podcast of 2015, which we hope probably will be on the way to Florida. We intend to be in Florida New Year's Eve. As is our tradition, we break out the champagne on New Year's Eve, and we actually make the podcast on New Year's so that uh, we we can share the excitement of the night with us because it has been our tradition for the past number of years that we are actually on the road, so we can't really do a lot of celebrating because we have to drive the next day or we are exhausted from driving. So we'll celebrate with you. But we're planning to leave uh, Illinois and the snow and the cold just after Christmas, a couple days, uh, after we get things put away here at home and all the family get-togethers are over and we will hit the road and see you in florida with our uh, motorhome and we hope to see you at a campground near us happy travels happy holidays happy new year